Hello, homemakers. Welcome to season 10 of the Art of Home podcast, where we are exploring how homemakers cultivate a place to belong. I am your host, Allison Weeks. I am a wife, a mom to four grown kids, Granny A to one baby boy due to arrive very soon, and I have been practicing the art of home for over 30 years. Well, as you just heard, we have a grandma name, folks. Yes, it took me a while to decide what I wanted my grandma name to be, and I did not want to wait and let the baby decide because then you never know what you're going to get. And I feel too young to be grandmother or grandma. Um, So I went with something even more (laughs) old-fashioned, granny. (laughs) I told my husband, I would really love it if they would call me granny, but only if I could train the grandchildren to do it in a British accent, like they do on Downton Abbey, because I just think that's so charming. But I don't think that that's going to work. But that's okay. I just kept coming back to Granny. It just felt like that was supposed to be my name. And actually, there's a an interesting link there to the my husband's side of the family. I did not know this. Well, I knew it, but I didn't think about it in choosing my name. Um, but when I told him, I think my name's going to be Granny, and he said, oh, well, you can be Granny A, the new Granny A, because when he was growing up, he had a great-grandmother who was called Granny A because her last name was Atkinson, and so they called her Granny A. So... That was kind of a cool tie-in to an older generation that I wasn't actually thinking about. So that's my name, Granny A. I am really excited to kick off Season 10 of The Art of Home. We're going to be presenting two homemaker portraits to to start us off, and then we're going to have four, yes, four, fun-filled, inspirational holiday homemaking episodes every Wednesday, starting on November 30th through December 21st. Now, I know that many of our international listeners are in full Christmas mode at this point, but I am curbing my enthusiasm for a couple of more weeks in order to give our American Thanksgiving holiday its proper space. And just a note about our holiday episodes, it is not my intention to give you more to do. (laughs) The purpose of these episodes is just to provide some joyful stories and encouragement to celebrate all the little moments of loveliness in your holiday homemaking, whatever that looks like for you. You're going to hear from all of the homemakers of this past year who we've highlighted in in portraits this past year. You'll hear their memories, their, you know, what they do on Christmas Day. You'll hear all about what food they're eating and what kind of traditions their family does. And then what they do personally to try to keep their eyes focused on Jesus during the holiday season. So you might get some ideas that you want to try out, but mainly I want to give you something uplifting and fun to listen to that brings a smile to your face, kind of like a Hallmark Christmas movie. On today's episode, I'm chatting with my friend, Danny Hamilton. She is an in-the-trenches homemaking mama of three little boys, and her husband, Luke, is a professional firefighter. Danny is an amazing artist. She's That's her profession, uh, and she's one of the most creative people I have ever had the pleasure of knowing. We bond over our mutual love of art and sewing and all things crafty. So the subject of creativity and art comes up quite a bit in this full and fun conversation. Once again, I am just blown away by the wisdom and the insight of this younger generation of women. 
So whatever you are applying your hands to today, thanks for taking us along with you. And as you do this good work of homemaking, I know you will enjoy Danny's story of home. All right, I'm here with my friend, Danny Hamilton. Hello. Hi. So excited. So excited. We're going to talk about her story of home. But before we go back to your beginnings, why don't you just introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are today. Okay. Well, my name is Danny. Um, it's short for Danielle. I am a Christian. Um, I am lucky enough to be married to a wonderful Christian man. I have three little boys, five, three, and one. Um, and you call them? We call them Jude is the oldest. Uh-huh. Jude Thunder yes. is, his, is his name. Um, Ezra is our middle. And then our youngest is named Aaron, Okay, but we call him Joji. Aww. Um, it was a nickname my oldest son gave him when he was still in my belly. So it stuck. That's very sweet. <laughs> yes. So. I was actually referring to, and I love that you shared their names, but you call them the wolf pack. Oh, the pack. wolf pack. Yeah. They're my wolf pack. Yeah. They're always, I mean, cause they're very close in age. Yes. They're always together and they're always fighting. Um, and so <laughs> we're working on that, but they're still very young. So of course there's a lot of um, fighting that goes on in our house, but they are sweet. And they're they, adorable though. They do love each other That's very good. much. Yes. But yeah, the wolf pack. Okay. So, yeah. Oh. And um, I work at the church that we attend and I do all the art there. I'm a creative and uh, went to school for that. Um, and yeah, I I really enjoy it. I work with a team of amazing people that first and foremost seek to see me grow in my relationship with Jesus, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it makes it a really safe place to work and grow as a believer. So it's it's amazing. Well, we're very happy to have you as our Artis- what what's your official my official title, title is creative team lead creative team lead i find it okay. very ironic because i i'm the only one on the team currently oh. <laughs> and it's a very unruly team to lead so <laughs> but yes um you know god willing more will come in the future yes. and there will be an actual team but okay. I, I work under the communications team umbrella yeah so i work very closely with um our comms team which okay. is great so i'm not alone Right. Yeah. Good, good. And I have to tell the audience also that Danny designed all of our art that yes. you see, all the graphic art for the show. And I'm just going to put this out there is working on some new art. Yes. Very so, excited. Yeah, we're A little gonna, bit of, uh, we call it zhuzhing at the church. We're going to zhuzh it up. Gonna, yeah. So be looking little, for that next year. Yes, it's going to be exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. Okay. So let's go back to the beginning. All right. Right. When did you first become a homemaker? And did you have any skills when you did? So I I mean, I could answer that question two ways. Mm-hmm. I kind of became a homemaker when I moved out. Okay. Um, so I my I grew up overseas. And so when I left the home, my parents' home, um, we were living in the Middle East, um, in Qatar and Doha. And I graduated from high school there and I went to back to the States for college. So I had my own place. Um, I wasn't a dorm the first year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I shared an apartment with my same roommate from the first year <clears throat> for a couple more years and then moved out um, with some other girls. But I've been basically on my own since the beginning of college, just because okay. my parents were still overseas. Um, and so in that, I had to learn just how to live life. Um, it was a little bit of culture shock. Uh, one being on your own, 
Yeah. But to being in a country that is supposed to be your home because you're from there, but you haven't lived there most of your life. Right. So um, that part of it was a lot of a lot of figuring things out. I didn't know like how to do my laundry or how to send a letter in the mail <laughs> or things like that, which, you know, people were very kind yeah. to um, to lead to guide me through that. So um, I came into that probably with very little skills. Um, getting married um, mm-hmm. and moving into a house together after we got married, I brought in a lot of skills because I had been on my own for so long. Right. Um, not necessarily all the ones I needed, but more <laughs> than most, I would yeah. say. Um, I think I was, Luke was 24 when we got married, I think. That's right. I think I was 26. Okay. Um, or 27, something like that. But mm-hmm. um, I came into it with, I I wrote down survival skills. I mean, I, I could survive. I could cook mm-hmm. sparingly, not very well, but enough to get by. Um, really, obviously loved making a home in the sense of making it look beautiful and feel comfortable for whatever that stage of life looked like. So that I brought into the marriage. And um, my husband pointed out organizing, which I found very interesting because I don't think I'm great at organizing, but he does. So that's good. Hey, that's great. You learn about yourself from your spouse. (laughs) So I would would say they were kind of like single girl survival skills that I brought in. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. 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 So what did you have the steepest learning curve for? Maybe I would say, let's talk about when you got married and you're now living with another human. Right. A guy. Yes. Oh my gosh. So steepest learning curve living with my husband um, was cooking Okay, still. Because mm-hmm. like I said, it was really just survival cooking. Like it, it like, was just for sustenance. Like Raymond? Yeah. Well, maybe even a like worse than that. Like it, it was like, hey, let's like make some rice and put a piece of Velveeta cheese on it. Like it was not, <laughs> I wouldn't even, I guess it wasn't even cooking, but I was surviving, you know, like I was alive. Um, so cooking and I, I honestly didn't even start to tackle that skill until recently. So my husband's a great cook, so I didn't really need to, but I tried. Is that like, are all firefighters really good cooks? So I can't say all of them because I have heard some horrible stories, but I think they do have a lot more practice in it because a lot of departments will do what they call like a wagon or a kitty where like they put money in and then each take turns cooking. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they're more familiar with it. Yeah. It doesn't mean they're great at it. <laughs> but my husband is. He's he's really good at just looking in the fridge and like making a meal. Great. I That's need, a good skill. Yeah. I'm not that way. I need a recipe. <laughs> yeah. And I need to have all the correct ingredients because I'm like, I don't know what to substitute. Like, yeah. Because I'm newer to it. Mm-hmm. And so um, that was a steep learning curve. And also just living with a guy. Like I've never lived with a guy. And so um, I have like little pet peeves I found out. Like I don't like water on the floor. When you get out of the shower, Yes, I cannot stand it. It's like step on the bath mat. And then if you drip anywhere else, like clean it up. Because when you come in later and you, you have socks on your socks feet on and, you and you step in the water and, and then I, your socks are wet. I hate that. And so that I remember <laughs> that was like a big point of contention when we first got married. It's like, do I tell him? Do I not tell it? And finally, I was like, I have to tell it. This is going to drive me nuts for the rest of our lives. So um, living with a boy, it was, yeah, that was a steep learning curve. And now you live with four of them. Four of them, yes. And yeah, it's. I'm still learning. Mm -hmm. It's still steep. (laughs) 
you will be learning for, for the, rest the rest of, of my life. life. I am very blessed that I have two brothers. And so, okay. so you did have some experience. I had some experience, but I will say now knowing my boys, my wolf pack and my husband, my brothers were very different than okay. what I'm experiencing now. Luke mm. is, my husband Luke is, um, he's a wild child. He's like, <laughs> and if you meet him, he's really quiet. So people don't expect that. Yeah. But once, once he's uh, gotten to know you, he's, He's crazy. He's fun and he's goofy. And um, my my kids definitely took after him in that. Uh-huh. And my brothers were not that way. Like my older brother, he is quieter. He, you know, kept himself a lot growing up. Mm-hmm. He had his own interests. And my little brother is more of an artist. And so he kind of kept to himself doing art. Yeah. Um, when we were little or like making okay. things. He liked to like build things. Yeah. My kids are like, no, let's destroy everything in sight like let let's like set fire to the town so um it's still a learning curve <laughs> you will have so many wonderful adventures oh, with yeah. those boys so okay let's talk about some expectations um other than you know you didn't expect to have water all over the floor yeah. what are some things that surprised you about homemaking things either good or bad that yeah. you just didn't expect so one of the biggest things that um, has been a struggle and it, it, it still is because it's always changing is the scheduling, mm-hmm. like running a house. It, the Lord is so gracious in like building a home slowly. I feel like for the most part, everyone's story is different, but like, at least in yeah. my case, it was like, we got married a year later, we got pregnant. Like it was, it was slower, mm-hmm. um, adding people. Then it was like every two years we we're having kids. So I'm like, okay, then it, then it felt like a lot, but um, the scheduling component of like, I was used to just looking out for myself, scheduling my own things, yeah. making sure they don't conflict. When you throw into it the um, element of being married to a firefighter, the schedule is, I mean, it's it's constant, but it's literally the opposite of anyone else's schedule ever mm-hmm. because he it's just a rolling right now he's 24 on 48 off and so that means like I don't have certain days where I can say like oh we're definitely free always on Tuesdays and Thursdays or whatever because Luke's schedule is always changing okay um he doesn't like work on a five day on two day off like most people so that part was difficult it still is to get used to and then to throw into it now we have a kindergartner so school schedule like after school things Mm -hmm. random events that the school Mm -hmm. puts on and then our three-year-old is now on mother's day out because i still work full time so i have to have some type of child care so he he started mother's day out two days a week so this scheduling I I did not expect that to be so difficult and take up so much of my time. Yeah. Um that's been definitely the most stressful thing especially in the past I'd say like 2 years, year or 2 years. Have you found any um strategies to sort of help you mitigate that? I mean, I think sharing a calendar has been really helpful. We mm-hmm. didn't used to do that. Me and Luke, it was very much just like verbally communicating schedules. And that's hard because yeah, especially when you have little ones, I mean, half the time he could tell me something and I'd have to apologize and say, I, I just don't oh, yeah. even know what you said. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. he does the same thing with me. And so there's a lot of grace in that, but we, we finally got to a place where I was like, 
we just need to have a family calendar on our phones. So you, you do like a Google calendar together? We do. It's like, yeah, like the Apple, I think it's like the iCal or whatever, yeah. but we just have a family calendar and then we have an appointments calendar mm-hmm. and anything like his work schedules on there. Cause okay. I can't remember what days he's going in. Yeah. Um, we've got like any school events on there, any like things that obligations he has. I'm like, if you're going to it, put it on the calendar or else I will not know. Cause right. you could tell me and I will forget. Mm-hmm. So that's been helpful. Um, and also just, I think early on in our marriage, we said like, we're not, we're not ever going to commit to anything without talking to each other first. Um, and it wasn't out of any type of, you know, argument or, you know, bad thing that happened because of it. It was just like, this is how we're going to do things. Like if we want to go somewhere, we're going to ask you know, the other person first, just to make sure that there's no conflicting stuff. And it just keeps everything for me and Luke, just very transparent, very open. We're never committing with somebody before we've talked to the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Because you just never know. I think that's a really good practice, especially when you've got little kids and you're managing childcare and taking kids here and there and all that kind of stuff. And you're working. Um, It's just courteous Mm -hmm. to consult the other person. Well, and I feel like without that, there's so many moving parts to just scheduling in general and just running household in general. There's so many moving parts that if I weren't doing that, I'd be carrying that burden by myself of truly knowing what everyone is doing at every moment and making sure everyone's on time and has their stuff. Sure. And I can't, I can't carry it. Yeah. Um, No one can truly. Not not sustainably, mm-hmm. and so um, I'm I'm very blessed that Luke is incredibly involved in our in our house, mm-hmm. in, in our family, and in our home. Um, he he really does. It's it's probably half and half dealing with the kids. It's um it's very equal, and I know that's not always the case in marriages, but um, the firefighting is is hard, but it's also a blessing because he is home. Mm-hmm. For part of you know part of the week, whereas right. some other families, you know, you're just working all the time and you're coming home at night tired. So we we try really hard to communicate, and it's been I mean, it's been a process mm-hmm. learning each other. We did go through um, the marriage class that we do at our church, yeah, and that was super helpful to understand our different styles of communication and be able to put words to it because now we tend to avoid miscommunicating more than we used to. That's good. Yeah. So it's that's definitely like been the biggest struggle, but he's he's very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in even just giving him the opportunity, I think a lot I love the point you just made about you can't carry the burden of keeping up with everybody's life all the time and that's all your responsibility because <clears throat> um well, that's just not fair on you and it's just impossible. So even just by saying, okay, well, how can we fix that situation so that we can share? Because I think most husbands want to be, you know, they want to be involved and they want to share in that, but you just have to find what practical resources are going to help make that um, feasible for your family. So the shared calendar, I mean, that's a great tool to do. Right. And it's I, the ways that he can help are going to be different than exactly. the ways that I'm inclined to help right. my kids or or my spouse. And so, um, I mean, we're still learning, but it's it's an ongoing conversation. Like even the other day, he he came to me and he said, "I think you need a break. Like I th- I think you need to you just need to stop. You're doing too much." 
And, you know, your first response is to be defensive and say, mm-hmm. like, no, I, I can do it all. Like, right. I, and there's no way that I could accept help because look at the things I'm doing and nobody else could do these, you know. Um, and I had to kind of sit in that for a while mm. and be like, you know what, I was wrong. Like, I do need a break. It, it is too much. And for him to come to me and say, well, I don't know how to enter in, so can you give me yeah. a direction and so I had to think about it and and it came down to like, I need you to help me to schedule time for myself because mm-hmm. when I'm looking at the five calendars, mine is the first to say, well, never mind. We don't have to do that. Yeah. You know, I'll just deal with the the kids and my husband, make sure they're good. And I won't prioritize myself. It's something I've always struggled with. And so for him to say, well, then I'm going to start to schedule time for you into our family calendar Mm. until you get used to taking that. Like that's helpful for me because I know myself and I know I won't do it. Yeah. That's a really good gift. Yeah. 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 That's great. Mm -hmm. Thanks for sharing that. Well, what about an expectation that you had to let go of? Other than, you know, other than trying to do it all and and manage everybody's schedules and all that stuff, was there anything else that you just kind of had to be like, okay, (laughs) I'm releasing that? Yeah. So many things. Okay. <laughs> I put, I, I wrote down in my little notes, like perfectionism in general. Mm-hmm. That is something I have always struggled with. Like, especially as an artist, I will work and rework and rework something until it looks beautiful. Like that's how God created me, right? And so I wanted that in my home and yeah. I wanted that in my kids mm. and I wanted that in my husband <laughs> and in my marriage. And it's not attainable. Like we will never be perfected on this side of eternity. And so um, like the, just the idea of like being sanctified, I had to bring that into my home and into my life. And I'm, it's still very hard for me Mm -hmm. um, to let go of something and say, you know what, that's just how it's going to be. Like, you know, we got it done. Is it, is it perfect? Absolutely not. Is it messy? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. But it, it works and it's, and that's all it needs to do. Mm-hmm. So perfectionism, um, you know, my house is never going to be like clean all the time. I always no, thought, oh, no. my house is going to be like so beautiful. Like, no, that's literally I can clean a room and five minutes later, it looks like a tornado went through it. And I had to be okay with that. Yeah. And that's hard, That, especially living on your own for a long time. Oh, well, sure. Yeah. yeah to not you, have, tr- you control that environment. Exactly. It's a, if it's a mess, it's your mess. Yes. So. And so it's that, you know, you, you don't have as much control as you did because you're dealing with all these little guys. And so. But you're an, I remember you saying one time, because you're an artist mm-hmm. and you felt like you just had met, like your art is messy. Oh my gosh. Like creating art yeah. is messy. Oh, don't think that my house is like, I mean, you're looking, you're in my house so you can see. <laughs> Like my idea of like a clean home is not necessarily like an unmessy home. Um, it's like pretty tidy right now because I did like a clean sweep. Uh-huh. <laughs> but if you go into my office at work or if you go into my little office here, it is it's sheer chaos. But that's how my brain is. But it's but that's what it is. It's like I love to go into your office at yeah. church because I can see all the things that are in your brain yeah. on your like mood board and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> So I like to think of it as a creative, like I like to think of it as all of this stuff around is like, you know, it's the debris from the tornado, but like what I'm making is something beautiful. So Uh like I'm, that's where the focus lies, right? I mean, it's, it's kind of a great reminder of like what the Lord is doing in us because 
there can be chaos all around us, but mm-hmm. the Lord is doing something really good and beautiful in it. Mm-hmm. And so like it may from the outside just look like a mess, yeah. right? But you know he's doing hard work. Right. And that's that's why I have there's a part of me that is okay with living in the chaos. Yeah. But then there's another part of me that seeks beauty and wants the beautiful home and wants the kids that want to do a fun craft, like let's do Pinterest <laughs> things. And and that's not always going to be the case because there's more important things that the Lord's doing in our family. And mm-hmm. so letting go of those expectations, it's an ongoing struggle. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, especially for people my age, mothers my age, I would say, the amount of input that we receive now through social media yeah. or, you know, whatever it is, there's just so much coming at you that makes you want to compare yourself. Oh yeah. And it's unattainable because mm-hmm. it's fake. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally fake. Yeah. They, they've just shoved everything in another room, you know, for a picture. Right. And so, right. Yeah. That expectation has been big. The Pinterest mom uh-huh. And um and the perfectionism. And then just timeliness in general. I mean, that's something small, but we're if we're going somewhere, we're gonna be late. So <laughs> don't expect me there on time. <laughs> well, good. I don't feel bad about being a little late this morning. No. <laughs> um well, okay, so let's let's talk about parenting. We're kind of alluding to that yeah. um in this last little part of our conversation. Kids entering into the equation changes everything. Yes. So how did adding your wolf pack to the mix challenge mm-hmm. and enrich your homemaking? So challenge, I would say, I mean, they're the ones that we all share as, as parents. Um, you lose a lot of time that you used to have yeah, uh, that you cherished for doing the things maybe you loved, mm-hmm. you know, um, because you're busy taking care of little ones and feeding them and cleaning them and, you know, all mm-hmm. that stuff. So, um, that changed in our home. Uh, it also changed my husband and I uh, for the better. But, you know, we we were more, you know, looking to fulfill our own desires. It was, you know, Luke, Luke's, he's very sporty. He loves running. He loves, um, he used to bike a lot. He, he loves working out. Mm-hmm. Um, I love making art. I love creating. And so we did both lose a lot of that. And we've had to be more intentional about scheduling that in, which right. is difficult because it, it kind of zaps a little bit of the joy out of it too. When you can't just be like, Hey, let's go on a random road trip. Let's like pack up the car and go. And you're like, Oh, we can't, you know? Yeah. So, um, I guess struggling with that feeling of having less freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not necessarily freedom that was really that important, um, in the long, t- in the like big scale, the, the large scale. Yeah. Um, but there is like that feeling of like losing part of who you are when you have kids. Um, it doesn't mean that it's not replaced with something better. Right. But it is still a grieving process, I think. And so that changed. But um, within our, our actual home, uh, it, it, it changed the way we ran things. It changed the way things looked because I wanted to invite them into our home, you know, I think that's part of discipleship and community mm-hmm. is like, no, you're part of it. Like you, you're not just going to live in this house, but like you get to, you get to have a say, like you may be five, but you have a say. Yeah. And so it, it, it motivated a change in the way I designed our home, um, not only how it looks, but how it functions. 
Mm-hmm. Like sometimes the form versus function are not equal. Yeah. Um, and so the form might be messy, but the function is there. Right. Um, so that changed a lot in me uh, with respect to design, with respect to how things are organized or set up. Um, but yeah, it's, I'm starting to see more of the fruit in it to see like my children feel involved, mm-hmm. like they are part of the family, not just living in the home. Right. That's great. That's great to see because it's encouraging. Like it's the, it's that little gift that the Lord gives you yes. to say like, no, this is hard, but like there's, there's growth in it. And there's fruit. something yeah. beautiful. Yeah. What are some of the ways that you've invited them in to participate in the art of home with you? So, <laughs> Um, it kind of depends on their ages, yeah. obviously. But um, my five-year-old, my oldest, uh, he lo- he's very artistic. He loves decorating. He says all the time, I want to decorate. He mm-hmm. loves building things. So we have, um, obviously, I have spoken to, I ha- I'm very particular about design. Uh, I have a look that I love, and that's what I want to be enveloped in in my home, right? Yeah. So we have invited him into the decorating process of our home, um, which has been kind of a therapy for me (laughs) to let go (laughs) and let him create. And so, um, for example, he, we just moved him into a different bedroom. We have two bedrooms for our three kids. So they kind of bounce around who's sharing a bedroom. Mm -hmm. And we moved my oldest into my youngest room. So it's Joji and Jude. They get to share a room. And he said, well, I want rainbows everywhere. He loves rainbows. And I said, okay, um, we can do that. Yeah. Um, but let's find a way to do that in the style of our home. And so uh, we live in a 70s home. Everything is very 70s. We have like super graphics on our, on our walls. Um, yeah. And it's, so it's not just a 70s style architecture. It is decorated in a modern 70s style. Yeah. It's yeah. like we took the 70s and time warped it back to yeah. this time and we updated it a little bit for our current modern me- needs. But um, his room, we did a crazy 70s super graphic. It's like a rainbow swirl across the wall that goes all the way. Like it's supposed to go all the way to the ceiling. I'm not completely done with it. But inviting him into the process where he feels like he planned it, Mm -hmm. you know, and I even let him paint some of it, which was really a practice in patience (laughs) for me because it was so messy. Uh, I was having like a little panic attack, but (laughs) just letting him feel like he owns that room and like he planned it and it's what he loves right now in this moment in time, like this snapshot. Yeah. You know, you want rainbows and skateboards. Let's find a way to make it feel like us, you yeah. know? Um, I'm not big on like going to the store and buying ready-made stuff. I, if we can make it, let's make it, yeah. you know? So for him, it's very much about the look of the home. For my three-year-old, it is very much about the chores in the home. He really? loves to help, which is, again, a practice in patience <laughs> because it means it's going to take longer yeah. and I'm probably going to have to redo it later. <laughs> Um, but he likes to make his own lunch for school Aww. on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So he picks, you know, his food. He helps me to like cut all the fruit and he likes to make mini pizzas. So he, we have cookie cutters. He cuts tortillas and makes mini pizzas. So like I try to invite him into whatever I need to get done, you mm-hmm. know, if it's 
I know I need a sweep. Like, okay, you get your broom and I'll get mine. Or if I need to vacuum, he likes to vacuum. And so that was another thing though, that I had control over Mm -hmm. and I had to let it go. But to see him feel like he's part of the family and he's helping the house to move along is great. Yeah. With Aaron, Joji. Yeah. He doesn't, he just runs around like well being a goof because he's one he's almost two. He's almost two. He's so almost two. He's not there. But he will yet. get there. I he'll don't there. know what his little personality will where he'll plug in, but yeah. we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll plug him in. So yeah. but yeah. I love that you're paying attention to the differences of your boys and what will speak to each one as far as making them feel like they are a part of the home and they are participating yeah. in the practice of the art of home. Cause it, it will yeah. be different for everybody. Yeah. And I feel like without without looking at them and how God made them, if I if I didn't plug into that to find a way that they fit into the home, mm-hmm. they get frustrated and there's no yeah. there's no motivation to help, to, right. to be a part. If it's something that it it's like fitting us, what did they say, a square peg into a round hole. Mm-hmm. If I asked Jude to, you know, will you come help me like vacuum the floor? Maybe half the time he'll be like, yeah, I'd love to do that. The other half the time he's like, I'm in the middle of making something. Like, I can't. <laughs> and so, you know, there are times where like we have to do chores. Yes. Like that's just part of life. So th- there are going to be times when you don't love what you're doing for yeah. our family, but we're going to do it together. And like, we'll put music on. We try and make it fun. But if I can find the things they're passionate about, then mm-hmm. they want to do it. Then yeah. they ask to do it. And that's just, I love that. Yeah. I want them to want to help. Yeah. That's so, great. Well, yeah. I think you're on the right path. So good job. Good we'll job. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> we're, we're all still learning. All right. Let's talk about priorities a little bit. So what are some practical steps that you have taken to set and keep your priorities? Goals, scheduling, all that kind of stuff. So... I'm going to be completely honest with you. Yes. I'm awful at prioritizing things. (laughs) I'm just really, I'm really learning in that area. I, it's been a struggle. I think part of it is the way I grew up. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, I grew up overseas. My, my father uh, was in oil. Mm -hmm. And so we moved around in the United States while I was young but then moved to South America and then the Middle East. Then I moved back to the States and then I was in New York. And that I've just moved a lot. Yeah. And so I had a very fast-paced lifestyle. So any routine I had set was going to get disrupted. Mm. Um, and so it wasn't something I ever clung to uh, as I was like developing and like turning into an adult. Like yeah. I just never had that. Right. And my parents aren't necessarily that way either they're not very routine people. They're like very adventurous. Like, let's just, you know, go yeah. pack up the camper and go on a camping trip for six months. Like they, they'll just, wow, they love it. And so prioritizing, um, certain things in life has been a struggle. Um, so I found little ways to get in the important things. Like, like I was thinking about prayer and and like time with the Lord, and I was like, maybe it's awful to say, but in this stage of life, like the times I pray or when I get up, I set two alarms. Mm-hmm. I like my alarm goes off. I lay in bed and I pray just in my bed alone until I my second alarm goes off, and then I, it's time to get up. Right, yeah. so I have this little pocket of time, and I'm not an early riser. I 
it's if I had to actually get up out of my bed, I probably wouldn't do it. So if I tell myself, no, it's okay. Like there's, you can lay in the bed and pray. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of grace. Like the Lord will still be pleased that I'm spending time with him if I'm laying in my bed, you know? Um, and so I, I try to do that every morning as a way to start my day too. Mm -hmm. like a big theme in our house lately with our kids growing up is like a practice of gratitude. And so like, what better way to begin your day with thanking the Lord mm-hmm. that you've woken up, that you like for yes. everything. Yes. And so I try to start my day that way. It, it sets me on the right foot, especially since I'm a very grumpy morning person. <laughs> um, and I can't necessarily not be a morning person now because my kids are in school. Um, so I do that. And then um, a lot of the other time I get to spend with the Lord is while I'm cleaning. Mm. So if I'm at home, that is. Yeah. Um, so doing dishes, you know, vacuuming, any of those kind of monotonous folding laundry, mm-hmm. that's a big one. Yes. Because I hate folding laundry. But yes. if I take it as time, like, no, I'm going to like sit down and I'm going to do this and I'm going to pray while I'm doing it, that helps me to yeah. like, let's just get it done. Um, so it's it sounds silly, but I think it's a lot of multitasking right now in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm very blessed to work at the church. And so I do get to take time there to read, yeah. to talk to people about what I'm, what the Lord's doing about my life, application to the Bible. Like it's, it's a great place because I know I'm going to go there and I won't leave feeling weary. I'll leave feeling recharged. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, yeah, prioritizing in that area is very much about making it work. Mm-hmm. So you just said that. Right now, a theme for you guys is gratitude in your household. Yes. So, like, why? Why that? Why right now? Well, I think we're coming into this season where, one, we're very busy. Mm-hmm. And so that is when it is easiest to... Be grumbly. Be grumbly. Mm-hmm. To um, be more upset if your preferences are not there. Because it's go, go, go. Right? Mm-hmm. And we're also coming up on this stage where our our oldest is five and he's starting to understand more about um, life, the world, uh, possessions, um, responsibilities, things like that. And it's a constant conversation we have to have that like, Hey, like we've been given a lot, like we've been very, very blessed and it's our, like, it's our job to steward these gifts well, Mm -hmm. you know? And so if you just feel like, you know, you, you got some toy and you don't care about it. You're going to throw it on the floor and you're not going to take care of it. Like that shows me that, you know, you're not ready for that gift, Yeah, you know, because you, you don't care for it. And so we talk a lot about um, just what we've been given, how we can steward things well, um, time, how we steward time. Well, mm-hmm. even like just all the gifts we've been given our home um, invite, trying to invite more people in because, we haven't done a lot of that because of the stage of life we're in. Right. right. So we're just in this, this shift uh-huh. where we're we're really trying to talk more about gratitude with our kids, remind ourselves of it because we're very busy and we grumble a lot. And also just practice more um, hospitality, I guess, in it because mm-hmm. we are grateful for what we've been given. Yeah, yeah. Well, how do you um, manage? I don't know if this is really an issue for you because I don't see you on there a lot, but how do you manage social media? That's very funny. I 
deleted all of my social media probably like two or three weeks ago. Did you? Okay, well, that's why so, I'm not seeing you on there. So I have historically um, been like a scroller, right? Mm. Like doom scroll all day. Like if I if I want to unplug, I'm like, Lord, I am tired. Like I need a break. I would get on my phone and I would scroll through Instagram, especially because I'm creative. I was oh, like, beautiful it's, images. It's visual. Oh my yes. gosh. And yeah. I would just sit on, and it got to this point where I, I started to realize like, I'm ending the day feeling frustrated. I'm feeling inadequate. Mm-hmm. I'm more testy with my kids. I'm more testy with my husband. I'm just not a good person when I've been sitting on my phone all day. Like mm-hmm. it's not healthy and it's not helping me grow in any way. Yeah. Um, and so talking, my husband is very like anti-social media. He's like never really had any social media. Um. And so talking more with him about sleep patterns and just like living healthy in our home and setting up healthy practices for our kids, we both were like, yeah, our phones are like, they're awful. Like, sure, we need them. I I understand that. I'm not going to go off the grid. Like, I, I, (laughs) I know I need a phone. I know I need to contact people. I want to communicate with my family and friends. But I don't need the temptation of the scrolling. Yeah. So I... um. I never really, po- I mean, maybe I used to post on Instagram every like few months, like a picture of my kids, which yeah. also, if you want to see a picture of my kids, like just come over, you can see them in real life. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I didn't even post much on social media. So it just became something that I was like, this is something we can cut out. And mm-hmm. the benefit of cutting it out is going to be so much greater than the benefit of having it on my phone. And yeah. so I've loved it. I have, I've felt a lot of weight lifted off of me mm. because I'm not constantly seeing other people's beautiful homes and their all of their tips and tricks with their kids when it's like those might not work with mine. Why yeah. why hold yourself to some standard that might not even work for your family? So right. it's been very freeing, but yeah, I'm I'm off the doom scroll for now. For now. Okay. I hope it lasts. Okay. I do still have Pinterest. <laughs> That's Let's, the only one. <laughs> I think I we were just having this conversation on another interview. I can't remember who it was, but we were talking about really thinking of Pinterest as a, um, it's a search engine. It is. It's really what it is. And for me, it's a motivator, mm-hmm. whereas the others were not. Yeah. And I, it's a tool for me. I mean, I've been doing Pinterest since they, since it started. Me too. And like... Remember you had to be invited? Yes. Do you remember that? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was in college and I remember being like, please, will somebody, somebody invite please me to invite this me. because I I'm know. pretty sure it's going to be my entire identity for a while. <laughs> and I think it was. That was before I was a believer too. So yeah. like, yeah, it was, yeah, but I've had it for so long. So you've probably got thousands of posts, pins. Oh and, my I mean, gosh. Mine are all organized like by room in the house or by like season or event or whatever. So mine's huge. Yeah. But it's because not only do I love interior design, uh, I love every type of art. And so I swear I have a board for every single thing you could make. (laughs) And then I have sub boards, like for, I have a dream home board and then I have like probably 75 different things. Cause it's not just rooms. I have like paint techniques. I have Uh like furniture and then I have like DIY home. I have DIY fiber arts. I have within that like crocheting, (laughs) knitting, quilting. Cause I do all of it. Yes. And so, yeah, it's, it's a little overwhelming, (laughs) but I love it. I love it so much. Think of all the space that the books containing that information or the magazines would take, it would take up so much space. And I, I keep everything 
that has to do with art. I'm, I'm really trying to pare down our possessions in our home so that it runs smoother and we don't feel overwhelmed by the things we own. But I have every sketchbook I have ever owned. Mm, because and you need to keep those. Yes. And not only would I draw on them, but I would print, yes. cut out, or cut out from magazines. And so it's like the analog Pinterest board. Like that's what we mm-hmm. used to do in school. Like, And so, yeah, it just became like, oh my gosh, I can save so much more because it <laughs> doesn't have to be on my bookshelf, you know? <laughs> so Yeah. Pinterest I still have, but um, I don't doom scroll on Pinterest. I very much am the type of person that I scroll. I see something and mm-hmm. I'm immediately like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go I'll make that right, right now. now. Yeah. <laughs> and so it actually is more motivating for me yeah. than anything else. So I, yeah. I made an exception for okay. that one. <laughs> I, I think it's a good exception and I feel the same way about Pinterest. Yeah. So, okay. So we already talked a little bit about comparison because mm-hmm. now we're going to talk about temptations and challenges. And I think you've already pretty much said that that's something that you struggle with is, is comparison to other women. Yes. Um, and do you struggle at all with the superwoman thing because you work? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I said yes, both of those. Okay. I don't, I don't really relate to the like, oh, it's just homemaking. It's like not a real job. No, no, no. This is some hard work. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't relate to that, but I do definitely relate to the comparison thing. And that's been my whole life, not just, Mm -hmm. not just as a mother or as a wife or as a homemaker, but my entire life I've, I've just looked to other people. And I think a lot of it had to do with not understanding my identity in Christ because I really didn't become a believer until like eight or nine years ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, I grew up in a Christian home, loving Christian parents, um, truly do follow the Lord but I, I don't think I, it ever clicked. I don't think I ever understood the relationship component. Yeah. And I didn't understand the transformational component of like, no, like your sins have been forgiven. Like mm-hmm. you're a new creation. And so, um, you know, once you set up those rhythms in yeah. your brain, it is really hard to break them. And so um, very much a people pleaser, very mm-hmm. much compare, comparing all the time. Like, well, you know, am I doing this the way other people would do it? And I've tried to be a lot more intentional this year specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I was so low at the beginning of the year, just so depressed and just felt like, gosh, my home isn't what I want it to be. My my kids are it's just hard. It's, you know, every day I feel like I'm dragging my feet because I just mm-hmm. it was just so low. And I thought, why am I holding myself to all of these, you know? imaginary like arbitrary standards or whatever. Right. Yeah. And uh, so this year I've been trying to just constantly remind myself like God made me a certain way and I have freedom to live in that, you mm-hmm. know? And so if I want to paint a crazy stripe on my wall, <laughs> why am I scared to do it? Yeah. Like it's not all, all of this is temporal. Yeah. Right. Like nothing that you make or do is mm-hmm. new. Like I, I, I go back to, Ecclesiastes one nine all the time, mm-hmm. which a lot of people like think Ecclesiastes is like such a drag. Like, wow, what a bummer! <laughs> but I find a lot of encouragement in it because uh, as a creative, I'm like, I don't need to hold myself to some standard that I'm creating something that no one's ever seen before, right? Because God made all of it, yeah. right? Yeah. And all I'm doing is like kind you're, of rearranging. You're rearranging. It. Yeah. I was just listening to a podcast this morning. They were just talking about this, yes. talking about. The, the self-sufficiency of God and how he doesn't need anything. He is he just exists in him in and of himself. He's the creator who created all things. And we don't actually 
create anything new. We just rearrange stuff. Yes. In unique ways, uniquely to how he made you, Danny, to uniquely rearrange things. And I find so much comfort in that. Yeah. Because you will think like, I'm not doing enough. Like I am not, you know, I need to reinvent. I need to like, Mm. my home needs to be like unique and different. And like, yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. But like also you can change it. Yeah. You know, if I hate what I've done in here in a month, I can just paint over it. Like it's it's just paint, you know, or like I can get rid of my furniture and I could make new furniture or I could buy new furniture. Like it's not, it's all temporal. Like, so I find a lot of comfort in that verse. Um, But yeah, I go back to that a lot with the comparison thing because I will just sit here and be like, well, but I don't think other people will like it. I'm like, why am I thinking that way? Mm -hmm. So I've been trying really hard to cut that out. Um, And then the superwoman thing, I can do it all. Definitely a struggle, Um, especially with young kids. I... I've just been on my own for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and it's not, it's my parents are great. They gave me a lot of freedom mm-hmm. growing up and I'm so thankful for it. Like mm-hmm. I talk to my mom about this all the time. Like, yeah, because they didn't shelter us, mm-hmm. you know? And so even in the home growing up, mm-hmm. I felt like an independent, like mm-hmm. I had, you know, within reason, right? There, ha- there's safety. There's you know moral um, teaching that goes on. But like my parents truly let us become our own people. Mm. I was never pushed in any direction. If you like art, you do art. Mm-hmm. They said we don't know anything about art, but yeah. you know we'll we'll walk along. We'll support you, but we have no idea what you're doing. You got to apply to colleges by yourself because we don't <laughs> know what this is. But they they did. They cultivated very independent children. Uh-huh. Both my brothers very independent. Uh-huh. Um, and so then being married and having kids, yeah, I don't know how to ask for help yeah, because I've never done it before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do burn out a lot and that's where my husband has to step in and say, time this for a is, break. Yeah. This is unhealthy. Yeah. Like you can't do it. That's good. Um, that's good. so it's a struggle, but we're, we're, we're moving towards a healthier rhythm. That's good. <laughs> yeah. We're trying. Well, are there any other besides those personal challenges that you have, have you had to face any other challenging circumstances or difficult things in your homemaking? So the biggest one is, I spoke to it a little bit earlier, but mm-hmm. the being a creator, like I have struggled a lot with the idea of losing that part of me because right. I don't have the time, as much time to create. Yeah. Um, and that has been like something that has, it's just a recurring theme. It's like every, probably like I don't know, every six months or so, I just feel like, gosh, I feel so drained and I can always pinpoint it back to like, the Lord made me in his image and I love to create, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the part of me that was like imprinted. It's like, I love to create. And when I haven't gotten a chance to do something that I'm truly passionate about, mm-hmm. I do feel drained, you know? And so that has been something that just because of the way that the Lord made me has been difficult in this season, um, and I know it'll change. Like, I I don't ever think, like, this is forever. Again, it, it, this is all temporal. That's a theme that the Lord has continually yeah. reminded me of in every aspect of this journey of homemaking is all of this 
comes to an end. It does faster than you think. And I know that's so cliche and I'm not going to be that old lady in the store that's like, oh, you'll miss them when they're gone. Yeah. It'll go by so fast. But it's true. It is true. Um, And you will miss them, but you won't. I, I... I don't know. You'll you'll find you're you're gonna rediscover when you yeah. get to where I'm at that you're like you get those pockets of time back, right? Oh my gosh! And I like I want to speak more into that in a little bit because I think about that all the time, especially getting to watch my parents become grandparents. Oh yeah, so beautiful. But yeah, it's it's that uh, that idea that like yeah, I might not have as much time for that right now, mm-hmm. but the Lord knows. It's not Mm -hmm. like he doesn't know what this season is like. It's not like he doesn't see, you know, where my heart is struggling. And he does encourage me. I mean, I get to make art at work. Like, Mm -hmm. like, it's not like I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a prisoner. I don't get to make things. But, you know, there's, um, it's it's different creating things like that you have to versus something you want to. Right. So sometimes there is tension there. Mm -hmm. But then the other biggest like struggle in our house is truly just being a firefighter's wife, it is really hard. I mean, it has its upsides. Like I said, Luke gets to be home for, you know, 48 hours at a time. Granted, part of that he commutes, but, you know, basically 48 hours off. Um, but his schedule does change often, like over, being brought in for overtime, having to be held in for overtime. Um, right now he has like some testing going on cause he just switched apartments. So he has random days where he should be off and isn't. Yeah. Or sometimes you're on a call and shift change happens and you're still on the call. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, there is a, a, a little bit of, um, like there's less control over our schedule in that. And, and that part is hard. And just the fact that when dad does come home, he's, he's usually really tired because he's been up all night on calls. And so how can we serve him while not, um, while also just wanting to like hang out with him, you I know? know? And especially the boys are probably like all over, all him, over him. Let's play. Oh, you yeah. know, cause dad's like the, f- I call him the fun NATO. Cause like we can have our whole house like, Oh, it's so like calm and like everything is put in its place. And Luke comes home and the fun NATO comes through. Oh, There's fun NATO. Like, yes. a like a tornado, like a tornado, but a fun. Okay. Cause he's just like, dad's home. It's time to party. Like, <laughs> let's just destroy the place. Uh, like really rock and roll, you know? Um, so we joke, but you know, he's trying to find how he plugs in yeah. to home when he does come to not disrupt as much. Oh, that's hard. It's I'm hard. Sure. Cause reentry, even just for a working parent who's just coming from, you know, downtown every day. Yeah. Reentry is hard. So I can imagine it's doubly hard. Yeah. And Luke misses the boys mm-hmm. and he is really involved with our kids. And so he also, when he's here, like he wants to make the time count. So he, you know, let's go to the zoo. Let's go. You know, he's like ready to go. Whereas I my personality is much more like, let's stay in and do a craft together. <laughs> like, so they get like both yeah. things. Yeah. But um, but yeah, the the firefighting thing, it just um I didn't expect it. I didn't mm-hmm. expect to marry a firefighter. I it, you know, yeah. We met. It was it was meant to be and it and it happened and now I'm just trying to learn how to um function well in that role and also serve him well in that role because obviously the work he's doing is important and yeah. I do admire him for doing the work he does. It's hard. And so um you know, what are what are your needs? How can we 
be a support to you when you're not here and when you come home. And so yeah. um, we've had to, we've had to shift a lot of like how we do things. The kids, some, but mostly, mostly me, I guess, mm-hmm. because there are things that I know will will just make my husband smile when he comes home. Like, yeah, if he's like, I don't, I don't know what it is because I didn't grow up this way. But if there are dishes in the sink, he has to clean them. He won't even speak until the dishes are done. Really, he he can't have a dish in the sink. Like oh. he loves a clean sink, right? And I grew up in a house where it was like. Yeah, no, like we're going, we're going to go like camping. <laughs> we're just going to leave all those dishes for later. Like future me will deal with that. And so I've had to really be intentional of like, okay, if I can do this one thing, mm-hmm. I know it means that he will have more time to just kind of decompress. Yeah. And so even though I don't like doing the dishes, I really don't. Uh-huh. If I could just make enough time to get those done before he comes home from shift. Yeah. He will have more time to just relax because he doesn't feel like he needs to do it. He he'll never complain about it. Mm-hmm. Never has once complained about it. Mm-hmm. He loves to help, but if I could take it off of him, sure. If I'm able to, I, I will. It's yeah, it's a way to love him and yeah. serve him and really serve your family because then then he can be like with the boys and with play. Us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. really good. So we're trying to do more of that. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about hospitality. Because you said this was something that you're trying to do more of. Mm -hmm. So what are you doing? Like, what's some practical things you're doing? Yeah. So um, my husband laughed when I I was talking through this this point with him um, because he said, well, you're that video of that guy dressed as a woman that you like speed clean the house before somebody comes (laughs) and you just spin in circles. And I was like... Yes, I love that video. It's like the best video ever. (laughs) But like that is literally me. Yeah. Like, and so he laughed. He's like, the hospitality that you give people is like, you want to give them a clean home to like enjoy, but her house is never clean. So he's like, you go into overdrive and it's hilarious because I literally will just run in circles. And I like pick up one thing. I was telling um, one of the ladies I work with, I'm like, I'll pick up one thing and I'll be like, this needs to go in the other room and I'll get to the room and I'll pick up another thing and be like, this needs to go. And I just go in circles. <laughs> so I like to give people a clean space. Um, if I can. Yeah. But the best is when I don't have to. Like <laughs> I love the friends that come over and they know like, hey, yeah. you're going to be sitting on a pile of laundry that needs to be folded <laughs> and there's going to be toys all over the floor. Like our closest friends, they know. And so I don't feel like I need to do that, which yeah. is great. But I do enjoy allowing people a, a nice place to sit and, and relax and visit. And mm-hmm. so that is something that we do. I do. <laughs> but um, lately, since I've learned to cook more, yeah, I'm not great, but I am enjoying learning. Um, I have been bringing people a lot of meals. And so that's been really fun. Oh, like for new babies and new babies or just like moved here unpacking yeah. um, or mm-hmm. yeah, sick or, you know, COVID or whatever yeah. it is. But I have really enjoyed finding new recipes that we love and mm-hmm. sharing those with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I usually, before um, this season of learning to cook, I would always sign us up for that and they'd be like, Luke, you're cooking so-and-so a meal. (laughs) It's great because now I don't have to rope him in. I just can do it myself. And so that's been a really fun way to not only learn something new that I'm excited about, but serve people. Um, So we've been doing a lot more of that. Um, And then... Luke and I were talking about um, just how we view our home. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he was like, the greatest thing 
that you do is nothing's off limits. He's mm. like, there's really no closed doors in our house. Like, mm-hmm. I'm the type of person that if I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to show you something, just come into my bathroom with me. And, yeah. I, you know, and so he's like, I think what I've seen in, uh, in having people over and having friends over is people do feel um, that they have the freedom to be at home because there's really nothing to hide. It's like, yeah, we'll just welcome. If, if I've pushed the mess into a room, it's it's really just a joke because I'm gonna let you into that room in ten minutes and you're gonna see it anyway. And so I don't even know why I would do why, it. Why did you bother moving yeah. it? Right. Yeah. But uh Luke's like, I think it's good because, you know, we try to just be ourselves and mm-hmm. in our home is what it is. Yeah. We're not gonna put on a front. I will try and clean it up, but you you're gonna see the yeah. mess. Like Yeah. Yeah. So that is is part of like hospitality that we just when people come we want you to feel like part of the family like you know all of our dishes are out on open shelving you get your own plate you get your own mm-hmm. cup like yeah if you want to help do the dishes you're welcome to like you know we don't yeah you're just part of the family yeah. and so yeah that's good yeah. well how do you think that homemaking helps to build better stronger communities well i think how I have seen it is home feels like almost the practice ground for like discipleship in a way. Yeah. Like I'm learning so much more about what it's like to relate to people in different stages of life and different kind of relationships with the Lord because mm-hmm. I have kids and and I'm married. So I have another adult in the house and right. people come and go. And so um, it's like the place that I feel like I get to practice just being a person, being a good person. I get to, um, you know, be authentic, be real, mm-hmm. be like, hey, my house is a mess. I'm a mess mm-hmm. and it's okay. And I get to invite people in and just say like, here's how I'm struggling. Like, here's what's difficult. And, and you know, hopefully cultivate a space where there's safety and trust where they feel they can share as well. Yeah, And to me, that's like, the foundation of building community is like being honest with each other. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm not putting out those, you know, perfect Instagram photos of my house and then you come and you meet me and you realize, wait, (laughs) something is wrong. This is not who I thought you were. Like if I'm not doing that, then I feel like I'm on a good path. Like, let's just be real with each other. Like none of us are perfect and we don't have it figured out. So we try and, um, we try and, just view our home as a place to just raise little, hopefully, followers of the Lord mm-hmm. one day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's our, it's our practice field. And so um, I like that. That's good. Yeah. And there's a lot of times where we have to come, me and Luke have to come to each other and say like, hey, I think the way you handled that was not great. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, mm-hmm. I, th- I think you might need to go apologize. Mm-hmm. It, uh, humility. That's mm-hmm. a, we're learning a lot of that. Um, with our kids and yeah. and hopefully with people too, because if you're yeah. in community, there will be conflict. So. Oh, absolutely! If it's yeah. genuine community, genuine community, yeah, the kind we want. Yes, absolutely. Okay, I'm going to ask you some quick questions, some rapid fire questions. I'm ready. Okay, you ready? All yeah. right. Now, wait, can, am I ready? I'm ready. <laughs> you can tell me a story if you want, or you can just keep it short. It's totally up to you. Okay, but I think you're going to tell me stories, and that's probably totally, that's I'm a totally talker. Fine. I'm a talker. <laughs> How about your biggest homemaking fail so far? Okay. 
I can think of two. Okay. Yes, please. They're both short. Sure. So okay. um, <laughs> when we first got married, we lived in this just tiny old house in Canyon Lake. Well, Startsville, but you know, Canyon Lake area. Yeah. And it was just falling apart. I mean, it was, we called it the home of additions. It was like, they just kept putting additions on it. So like nothing matched and it was all like, if the wind blew, the house would fall. Like it was, it was an interesting home. But um, being the person I am and wanting to make a beautiful space to live in. Right. Um, I had my best friend and her now husband, um, and my husband paint my room navy blue, um, and then did like a mountain mural on the wall. Wow, like this big mountain mural, right? Okay, and I loved it for like a year. Uh huh. And then I was like, so Luke, um, I want to paint the room as bright white as possible. <laughs> Which he just looked at me like, this is basically black paint. Like, uh, yeah. And now you want me to go back and paint it white? And I was like, yes. <laughs> How was- how many coats did they have to put on to get the true oh, navy blue? Honestly, I don't even know. It was so, I mean, if I look back and think how much money we spent on paint, to paint it blue in the first place, and then yeah. also to paint it white later, a lot of wasted money. <laughs> like, and so uh, I learned very quickly, like, if you're going to commit to a dark color, which I still do, my house is black, like, on the outside. Yeah. Um, really commit to it. Like, yeah. don't want to change it in a couple of months. <laughs> So that was a big fail uh, that my poor husband had to uh, do a lot of work to fix. And then the other thing I was thinking of is I'm learning to cook. There's always a cooking fail. There's always a cooking Mm -hmm. fail. Um, Mm -hmm. My husband just switched apartments, like I mentioned. And so he had to go through this six-month academy with the fire department in in the city he's in. And so um, for those six months, it was a whole new schedule. It was Luke was gone every day from about... 4 a.m. until let's say around 7 p.m. usually, um, and five days a week, um, sometimes more if they had other things. So I was really trying to be this like great, like Martha Stewart wife and like always have cooked food on the table, really warm, like ready to go right when he got home, right? Mm-hmm. And so I found this recipe for this taco soup, and I was like, this sounds like something Luke would really like. My husband has a lot of health problems, and so he eats like a pretty clean diet. And so I found this recipe that I was like, I think he's really going to love this. He's not going to have a flare-up. Like, this is going to be great. Um, So I made the taco soup, and I was like tracking. We track each other on our phones, well, mostly me, to see where he is on route from his commute. And I was tracking to make sure like the food was ready right when he got home. I made the rookie mistake of adding the rice to the broth of the soup. Oh, no. Like really early. Oh, no. So then I was like, okay, it's ready. I'm just going to put it on low and I'm going to put the lid on my little little Dutch oven. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when he gets here, it's going to be like, oh, my gosh, he's going to be so excited. So he walked in the door. Oh, look, I made you like this really good soup. Like, oh, I know you had a log day. Have 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 a bowl of soup. And we open it and it's like rice concrete like I don't even know that we like our plastic spoon like bent when we like went to scoop it out and he was like what is this and I was like well it was supposed to be this really like good brothy soup with like rice in it but I I shouldn't have added the rice <laughs> he was like no no babe it's great I love this stuff, stuff. <laughs> and I was telling him about last night I was like I'm still embarrassed and he's like 
that rice gunk was delicious. Like, <laughs> like, it tasted so good. I'm like, but it was supposed to be a soup. a soup. He's like, well, it wasn't that, but it was good. <laughs> oh, he's so gracious. He is, but I was like, I was just so distraught because I had this vision, you know? I know. I it's really- so disappointing. <laughs> it's so disappointing when something like that happens. I totally uh, understand. Okay, yeah. well, now let's let's redeem you yourself here. <laughs> Give us a win. Give us a good recent homemaking win. Okay. Um, this is really funny because the first thing I wrote was learning to cook. <laughs> it's like a really good win. Obviously, I'm doing really well. But no, um, it, it for, our, for our household, it's super helpful that yeah. I am not as scared to cook, even when I do have the fails. So that's been great. Um, then Jude's room was like a big win for me because yeah. I got to see my kid just be excited to be part of the process. Yeah. So that was very recent um, mm-hmm. that we have been painting his room. And like I said, it's actually not completely finished yet because we do every project to around 90% and then we're <laughs> on to another project, which that's fine. That's just how we are. Um, but yeah, just that that idea of like shifting into finding the ways to plug in the kids, yeah. whether it's how the home looks or how the home runs. But that has felt like, okay, I think we're on the right path. And, you know, the Lord's given us a lot of encouragement in it to mm-hmm. see their little eyes light up and mm-hmm. they're just excited to be a part. So that's, that's really cool. Yeah. I love that. It's been fun. Okay. So share with us a homemaking product, product or resource that you are loving right now, or more than one, if you have more than one. Product or resource. I love my diffusers mm. because I live with four boys. So yes. the home can very, very quickly become very stinky. <laughs> um, so I do love a good diffuser. Um, and then a resource. Lately, I am just really into books, like audiobooks, like yes. Audible. Um, it helps like me to chill when I... <laughs> And just like at my wit's end with the kids all screaming and having a dance party with all the pillows in the house in the living room, I can like put my headphones in, have a book on tape or book on tape. I'm old, uh, audio book, <laughs> whatever. Um, and that helps me uh, in the house, but also driving. Driving is yeah. a big, like I get very triggered by noise when oh, I'm driving with yeah. three little kids. And so I can put on my story and they all kind of, quiet down uh-huh. and they kind of follow along with what's happening. I have to make sure it's like something kids can listen to, but I, I mean, I don't really read many books that kids couldn't, but it's probably over their head. A lot of the things that I'm listening to, but they do quiet down. Yeah. And it does help me to just kind of reset when mm-hmm. I'm feeling like, okay, I am so overwhelmed that I'm going to blow. Like I, like yes. I just, um, this is too much. So yeah. audiobooks have been a friend to me yes. and podcasts, but Audiobooks is nice because it's just so long and you can plug back into it. Yes. You know? Yes. So that's been I great. think that's a great tip. I love audiobooks. Now, we actually did have to use tapes and CDs when my kids were growing up, but yeah. we went through, um, I tried to find book series because we homeschooled too. So yeah. usually it was related to what we were studying in school, but I tried to find series that everybody would enjoy three boys and a girl, and that wouldn't drive me crazy. Like yeah. I'm not going to put on, I don't know what, you know, I don't know what's hot now in the preschool Gosh, world, but like, I don't know, Paw Patrol or whatever. I'm not going to put on yeah. insipid baby music. That's yes. just, that's just makes it worse for me. Oh, 100%. I'd rather have the noise than that. Um, but yeah, the audiobook thing is, and mm-hmm. I think even if it's an adult book, it's something about just 
a narrator's voice. Yes. Because most most of them have, you Calm. know, very calming, yes. very just kind of that NPR voice. I love you know? the NPR voice. So great. It's so great. And I think it has that effect on them that <laughs> it, it just chills them out. So yeah. anyway, okay, cool. All right. So how about your best homemaking hack or tip that you would like to share? Oh my gosh. I've only realized this, that I do this recently. Okay. But it's the best hack I have ever like stumbled upon. Mm -hmm. When I don't want to clean my house, when I don't want to do the dishes or I don't want to fold the laundry or pick up toys or whatever it is, I call my mom because I love talking to my mom Uh and we could talk for hours, right? Okay. Like we just, I mean, I'm a talker. Yeah. My mom is also a talker and I love to catch up. I like to talk to her about parenting, about Uh stuff. So literally, for some reason, when I call my mom, I just start subconsciously cleaning. (laughs) It's the best (laughs) hack I've ever found because anytime I'm looking around and I'm starting to feel really low, like, gosh, everything around me is messy. This is really overwhelming. I don't know where to start. I'll call mom. Oh. And I just, she starts talking and I just start cleaning. I don't even think about it. I just walk around and clean. So Best hack I, I mean, you have to have, find your person. Yes. Mine's my mom, but, you know, find your person that you could just talk on the phone for forever. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's great because you're just like subconsciously walking around picking up stuff yeah. and it, it takes the pressure off me. So been loving that. That's a great <laughs> tip. And, um, and then we do in our house, because of all the scheduling and all of the busy, 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 mm-hmm. we have a um, grocery subscription service. So we use shipped and have our groceries delivered and that's been life-changing for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, so great. Uh Um, so we, you know, probably once a week, sometimes more if we're cooking a lot or whatever, we just from, from the app, we just put in our groceries, we schedule the time and they drop it off. Mm -hmm. And we used to do it where we didn't have the subscription. We paid a delivery fee and it got to the point where we're like, you know what? We really like this and it really helps us. And so we just went ahead and did the annual subscription. So now it's free delivery. And that's great. You meet people too. Like we have our preferred shoppers and we've gotten to know them. It's kind of nice. And so we love that. And then um, on the same vein of the cooking stuff, since that's new for me and it's kind of what I'm trying to practice more of, I use an app called Paprika. Mm-hmm. Love it. Paprika. Paprika. I've like not the heard spice. Of this. So um I think you have to pay for it. It's it's like a smaller amount for the phone app, but if you do the desktop app, I think it's a little bit pricier. But I have both because we love it. But basically it is a recipe organization application. Cool. Um, and so what is lovely about it is it has a pantry, so you can put the things you already have in your pantry. Oh. Um, you can export recipes to your grocery list uh-huh. and it will cross off the ones you already have. Wow. Um, it creates your grocery list is with little radio boxes to check off mm-hmm. when you're in the store. Uh, it tells you what aisle they'll be in. Not mm-hmm. the number, but like, oh, this is everything grouped for produce. This is everything grouped for Got dairy, it. Yeah, which is helpful yeah. with littles. You're trying to get in and out if you do go to the store. Yes. Um, and then the thing I love about it the most is one, you can kind of organize it how you want. You can make your own categories. So I have like Jude's favorite meals as a category and I Aww. can check off. So then if it's Jude's birthday, we yeah. just look through those. Um, and then it has a browser. And so literally you never have to type a recipe ever again. You go online, you find the recipe you want, which mm-hmm. even for like, I have cookbooks, 
I'll go to their website. Usually the recipes are posted on their website as well. You just type in the web address into this app. And it imports and it the recipe? Imports the recipe Oh, for that's you. nice. And it's scalable. You can change the scale right there. So if you're like, you know what? This calls for one pound of beef, but I'm making it three pounds of beef. Yeah. You can just do it times three. You can do it times oh, three and a half. Like that's it so is cool. so versatile and so helpful. That's really a good tool. We love it. Awesome. We love it. And my mom, my mom uses it so we can share paprika recipes. Oh. Yeah. It's great. Well, thank you for sharing that. I am going to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to make all the paprika believers so that we can all share <laughs> recipes easily. So like okay. if you would just go, they're going to sponsor me, I swear. I, <laughs> like I tell everyone about paprika, but I love it. And I've been using it for years though. Okay. So yeah. if I if I get onto paprika, I will make sure we connect. Yes. So yeah. We can share yeah. recipes. That's yeah. awesome. And you can type in your own too. Like I have my family recipes yeah. in there too. That's so cool. It's really fun. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready to move on? Yeah. Okay. I just didn't want to cut you off if you had any more tips. That I I mean, okay. I'm young. Those are all my tips. Those are good. Those are good <laughs> tips. All right, let's talk about the art of home. Okay. Okay. How do you see homemaking as an art? Well, I spoke to it a little bit, but um yeah, it's creating a space for life. Like mm-hmm. it's where you you're going to practice being a human, right? It's where you're going to practice discipleship. And yeah. building community and it needs to function. It's almost like its own little person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so there, there's an art in that. There's creation in that. Um, and I think Jesus did it best. Like he could go anywhere and it felt like home, right? Like mm-hmm. the people, they came where yeah. he was because it felt like home. Um, so he created that kind of environment, right? Yes. And that's what we're all seeking um, in it. And so, um, yeah, just that idea of like, you know, he already did it. Mm-hmm. And so like your home's going to be what your home's going to be mm-hmm. as long as you're loving people well and you're loving your your family well, like that's home, right? Mm-hmm. And so to me, it's like, yeah, I love the design. I love the art. I love all of that. But if if I make that the point, then mm-hmm. I've missed the point, you right. know? And so it's, it's just creating... Um, I'm just trying my best to create a space where where we can just be a family who loves Jesus and mm-hmm. and spends time with him and with each other. And so um yeah, I, I wrote, you know, the practice of stewardship and gratitude is big, like I said lately. Um yeah. and and I in that it, it takes the burden off of having a perfect home because mm-hmm. hey, we're just thankful for what we have, yeah. you know. And thankful for what he's given us and, and our family and our and our friends. And so why should we try and make it more than what he's given? Like, mm-hmm. let's just be thankful and let's steward that well. And and if we are given more, like thanks be to God. But yeah, if not, we're we're happy. We're content. Yeah. So contentment is huge. That's yeah. A, that's a big thing that um well, we all need to cultivate that, but particularly in the home. I want that. Like I want that for myself, but I I want that for my kids and yeah, and for everybody that I And for kids, I feel like it's so easy to lose sight of it because they're just learning about this world and it, you know your eyes are so big and mm-hmm. I want I want I want and it's like yeah, no, like lots of things are very tempting and very beautiful, but like look around you mm-hmm. because if you forget about what you've been given, whatever your home is like. I right. mean 
then you've lost the point of it all. So yeah, yeah for us, the art of home, it, it, it truly goes back to um, kind of pushing away those desires for like what things should look like or what sh- things should be like and just realizing like, no, like we're creating a family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and a community. Yeah. So that to me is more where the creation lies is, is in the people. So, yeah. 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 I love that. Well, part of what we're doing here is we're trying to encourage women to enter into relationships with one another mm-hmm. in sort of the Titus two fashion that Paul laid out for us there and said, you know, don't just like for me, don't just sit back on your laurels and say, I did my job and and I'm done. You know, yeah. I need to speak into your life and younger in my, you know, the the young women in my family and people that God brings along into my path. Um, so what I want to to do though is help dispel some myths and maybe just some misunderstandings because we are dealing with different generations here. And so we think very differently about things, right? about certain things. So what would you say to an older woman um, about that you would want her to understand about your generation's experience of home, of keeping a home and managing a home? Yeah. Like, so I think generationally the the biggest gap I've seen um, is... I spoke to it a little bit earlier, but that there's so much more input now mm-hmm. and it's overwhelming. It, it's like drinking from a fire hose. And so yeah. if you don't know how to turn that fire hose off, yeah, it's going to, it's just going to obliterate you. Yeah. Right. And so, um, I think, I mean, I can't speak from experience because I'm not, you know, of that generation, but I don't feel like there was, you know, you, you didn't have like Instagram or like, you know, Pinterest or whatever back then. And so you, you didn't have these glimpses into everyone's home on the planet, right? That's, yes. You knew. Maybe your neighbor down the right, street or yeah. your sister's house or. Yeah. yeah. You had, you had people that invited you in and yeah. those were the homes you saw and those were the people that might give you advice or unsolicited advice, you know. Um, but it was, I think it was smaller. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was easier to um, feel freedom to run your home in your own way. And I think it's something we have to fight for now mm. um, because it's hard. It's hard to turn off the fire hose of comparison. Um, so that part, um, it's just different. Yeah. And then obviously with... The economy has changed. Um, most people my age, I'm 33, a lot of my friends that are in the same age range, it's a dual income household. So, um, you know, the idea of, of being a stay-at-home mom, although not it's not not attainable, like you can choose to do that, yeah. Um, it might mean now with the economy that you're, you're sacrificing something else, so, some other maybe comfort that you could have that is not necessarily important, but you'd rather stay at home. And that's great. But um, there are going to be families that there are going to be families that don't have that luxury sure. and both have to work. And that's just kind of how it is now. Probably um, more. It's more than norm. More than norm. Yeah. More yeah. than it used to be at yeah. least. Um, I do have some friends that get to stay home and and that's amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I There's a constant battle in, in my head of, should I, should I quit and stay home? But like I said, I love my job. And so it makes it even harder to do that. But, um, but everyone has a side hustle now. Yeah. You have to. And so even, I mean, 
I work full time. My husband works full time. I do freelance. I own my own company. And so I do freelance art for people. Like I, everyone has a side gig, you know? Um, and so it's just different because you have to find the ways to intentionally like cultivate your household mm-hmm. while working. So how can they help you? How can we come alongside? Yes. So I was thinking about this and um, there are a few ladies in my life that have done this really well, Mm -hmm. really, really well. And I am just so grateful for them. And I hope that I have told them enough how (laughs) grateful I am for them. But um, those older women that can walk into your home and they immediately treat it like it's their home. Mm -hmm. They just scoop up your kids. They just walk over and start doing the dishes. They just walk over and say, hey, go take a shower. Mm -hmm. Like I have it. Those are are the people that are the most helpful Mm -hmm. in this stage of life. Like the ones that aren't going to come in, sit quietly on the couch, wait for you to offer them a drink and then give you unsolicited advice on how to run your home. Like I, I want, don't get me wrong. I want the wisdom. You can share it. Even if I didn't ask for it, I'll, I'll either take it or leave it. I won't tell you, you know, but like, it's not going to help me as much as being part of the family mm-hmm. and just coming in and saying, Hey, I brought food. I'm cooking it on your stovetop. <laughs> This is what's happening. Like there, there are three three ladies in particular I could think of that they just when I when they came in my home, it was their home, mm-hmm. and I loved it because it yeah. just took all the pressure off. I don't have to prove anything to you. I don't have to put on a show that I've got to figure out because I don't. Like, yeah. so, like, don't think don't think that I do because I don't. And <laughs> and that to me is like yeah. I wish I wish all older women would do that. I mm-hmm. wish they would come in knowing like, hey, the game has changed. Like. Let, let me just step in where I can to help. I think that's you know? the key. That's the key phrase. Step in where I can to help you. Yeah. Because, and it might look, it's, no, not might. It will look different. For some women, that might really freak them out for somebody to just come in, some younger women. For like, sure. You know, yeah. for you, that fits your personality. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's true. Yeah. But it's taking the time and asking the question, mm-hmm. how's it going? What does your week look like? What can I do to help take off some of the burden? Can I go pick up your kids from school for you? Can I run to the groceries? Or like, I'm mm-hmm. going to be at Costco. What do you need? Yeah. I can pick up whatever you need from Costco. Well, That kind of stuff. Even in my head, because I don't ask for help well, even mm-hmm. those theme- things, they sound incredible, but they sound like big, even though they're probably not. It's not. Yeah. But like they sound big to me. But like even the smallest things like... Like I'll I'll get to church and like somebody will walk up and be like, Hey, I got your kids donuts this morning. Oh. And it's just like you were thinking of my kids like you and they're just it, it's like, no, I'm just part of the family. Like I mm-hmm. you know, I was thinking about them, so I got them donuts or like, um, see me struggling to wrangle all three because Luke's on shift and I've got them alone and they just walk up and they say, I'm gonna take this one and they just walk off. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I trust you, I know you, yeah, they know you. Right. Thank you for seeing the need and for stepping in. Yeah. Because you could just say like, well, can I help you? And I'd probably say, oh, I'm okay. Right. Exactly. But to have the boldness to know that I will accept it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to have the boldness to just step in and say, no, I'm, I'm going to take the, I'll be back. I'm going to take them off your hands. It's like, oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Like just those little things. It makes such a difference because okay. it's, I mean, you're tired all the time. Yeah. And it's helpful. Yeah. That's good. Okay, yeah. let's talk to the younger women. The younger women. What would you say to them? What advice would you give them? Oh my gosh. Don't 
don't hold yourself to some crazy standard that you're never going to get to um, because you're just spinning your wheels. Uh, and you're, and the only person that is really like, sh- like not benefiting is yourself. Like, right. cause you're just, you're making yourself feel like lesser than you're not. Mm-hmm. So definitely that, but also like, let the things take a little longer. Like let the kids just come be a part of it. Cause that has been so hard. And looking back, I wish I had started that earlier mm-hmm. of just saying like, you know what? We're, we're going to do it together and it's going to be messy, but like y'all are going to learn something in it and yeah. you're, and you're going to, you're going to learn life skills, but you're also going to learn what it's like to be part of a family. You know, I felt, I held so, everything so tightly when Jude right. was born. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep the control of my house. I'm going to still run it the way I've always run my house. Yeah. And it wasn't until I realized like, oh gosh, I'm like working against myself mm-hmm. if I were to just let go of the control because truly we none of us have control over anything, no, right? You really don't. That's, but it's that's this an illusion. illusion. Yeah. <laughs> and and until I was confronted with the fact that like I'm just I'm just fighting against myself yeah. for control that really isn't there. It's an illusion of control. Um yeah, I just I feel like if I had learned that earlier, yeah, it would have been helpful for me and my kids. Mm-hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's good. That's a good word. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your story at home. (laughs) You're welcome. It's It's been fun. It's not uh, the most organized place, but it's a fun place to be in our household. (laughs) It's lovely. Thank you. I love your home. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me in today. You're welcome. Okay. Thank you so much for listening today to this homemaker portrait of Danny Hamilton. I hope that you were encouraged and inspired by our conversation. We covered a lot of ground and I have many favorite quotes, but if I had to pick one, it would be when Danny said that homemaking is the art of creating a space for life and that Jesus did it best. He could go anywhere and it felt like home. Oh, that is so good. I want to be like that, don't you? That wherever I go people feel at home around me. And it has nothing to do with me. It's when I get out of the way and I let God use me as a vessel to pour out His blessings and His kindness to others. But in order for that to happen, I have to make room so that I'm not crowding Him out and leaving no margin and no space for Him to dwell and work in and through me. I'm addressing this topic more deeply in our weekly newsletter for the next couple of weeks. I started this Making Room series at the end of season nine, talking about making room in our homes. This week, I'm talking about making room in our schedules, and then next week, about making room in our hearts. If you would like to receive our free weekly newsletter, just use the link below or go to theartofhomepodcast.com slash subscribe. Thank you all for your support, your comments, your emails. I love to hear from you and hear how the podcast is helping and encouraging and inspiring you in your homemaking, how the stories of these women's lives and experiences are spurring you on toward good works in your own home. So you can send me an email or you can leave me a voicemail over on our website, theartofhomepodcast.com slash contact. You can also DM me on Instagram. That will be fine too. Either way, I love to hear from you guys. 
If this episode has been valuable to you, you can show your appreciation in a couple of different ways. The first and most important thing is share with a homemaker that you know, your sister, your best friend, your aunt, I don't know, whoever it is who could use some inspiration and encouragement in their homemaking, just go in and press the share button on your phone right now and send them this um, episode with Danny or really any episode. But that's the best way that you can help us grow the show and reach more women. Number two, you can leave us a rating and a review on your listening app of choice. But I will tell you, it probably makes the biggest impact if you leave a review on Apple. Uh, The third thing you can do is you can leave us a tip in our virtual tip jar. Buy me a coffee. Tips are given in $5 increments and you can buy us one coffee, two, three, or as many coffees as you would like. Just go to buymeacoffee.com slash theartofhome. Well, that is it for today's episode. And I will be back next week with a brand new homemaker portrait. Yes, American listeners, that is the day before Thanksgiving. So you can listen while you're prepping for the big day. You're welcome. Until then, keep practicing your art of making a home. Any Again, any interruptions, if you have to sneeze or if you have to cough or whatever, just pause, just pause and you don't have to be like... <laughs> My son was. <laughs> you can just say, "Oh wait, I got to sneeze." Yes. You know, like yeah, okay. You don't have to whisper it. Yeah, you're just gonna cut it out anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Okay, no creepy, sexy voice. Got it. <laughs>